Hey y'all, Katie here, founder of Mom Nation and owner and operator of Team Evo AZ at EXP Realty, your go-to gal for anything real estate in the state of Arizona. I am the sponsor of today's show. I will link my page and information in the show notes so you can quickly and easily get in touch with me should you need anything real estate, any advice, or maybe you're looking to get into the business. I sure hope you enjoy today's show. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hi, guys. We're here. Hey. Episode 13. Can you even mm-hmm. believe it, Katie? Oh, my gosh. At least it's not Friday. <laughs> right? Uh... <laughs> Get the joke, haha! Friday the thirteenth, right? Right? Yes. Well, hey, last time we had Friday the thirteenth, the entire nation shut down, the entire world shut down. So I think it's right. It's fair. I think that's a fair fear now. So I didn't even think about that. Right? Mm-hmm. It was like a full moon Friday the thirteenth, and something else that was like weird. But it was like, okay, what is going on in the universe right now? So, anyway, didn't make that connection yet? Yeah, right. right? Well, I, I made it because of a meme. Let's be honest. So don't don't be where Beth learns her stuff from. <laughs> that's, that's where I learned the most important things in life. So, what did you do this last week, Katie? Look, look what I did. Can you, you see? Cut your bangs. Your bangs. I didn't do it myself. But Candace did, and I went to go see her on Mother's Day. Like, oh, nice. we, we did the careful thing, I promise. But it was, it felt so good to sit in the chair and like cover the grays and get the cut and all the stuff. So I am a happy camper. That was way too long to go. Oh, I am like, oh, let me think, four days, four days away from my next hair appointment. Granted, I did a hair appointment before they shut down salons. Yeah, um, you got lucky. So, so I, yeah, like the day before they shut them down. So mm. anyway, um, I feel you. I, I didn't even have like any irregular amount, but just emotionally, I need, I need to go be with my hair girl and drink my white claw and <laughs> what I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So that was about my mother's day. And then, uh, my mom came over and we, we ordered from Zeke's. Have you ever ordered from Zeke's? I live in Ahwatukee, by the way. I don't know is if there's it, Zeke's anywhere else. I've heard of it. Is it is it like Greek? What is it? Yeah, it's a pizza place. And they have the most delish wings ever. So we were um, cheating on our diets on Sunday because there's no calories on Mother's Day. Oh, no. And, right? Yeah, and no. um, they have great gluten-free, because you know we're a gluten-free family over here. So they have great gluten-free crust. You like, know what? You just gave me... Thank you. Uh, an idea of somebody that we need to have on. Oh. Um, yes. So my friend Jessica Nelson, she's like a huge uh, proponent, proponent of like getting rid of diet culture. And so not thinking in terms of calories, not thinking in terms of restriction. The whole concept is that the reason that we're addicted to foods is because we restrict them. And if we stop like restricting and beating ourselves up for wanting the foods, all of a sudden it becomes easier to eat healthy. And so like, I've just been following her on Instagram. And so I've like started to just adopt this mindset. And like, I'm so shocked at how much I feel better about myself and my life. And I want to eat healthier foods just because I'm like, okay, I want to, I want a Baja Blast Mountain Dew from Taco Bell. I'm going to go get it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And then I don't, I don't like need to like go to, to salad and go to you know, make penance for the fact that I ate Taco Bell, right? And so anyway, it's been like a life changing just following her content and like hearing that this whole idea of don't count count calories, don't beat yourself up for eating junk food, like let go of that and just watch. I like it. It's I like it a lot. And it makes a lot of sense. I was actually talking with a nutritionist um, in Mom Nation. She's actually in Mom Nation. I was talking with her last year. And we were talking about, um, you know, kids and what kids eat and how as parents, we like freak out because we want to make sure that our kids are eating healthy and all of this stuff. Um, When in all actuality, she said the stress that you put everybody through to do that (laughs) 
is so much more debilitating than if they ate the freaking goldfish. Like, yeah. just let them eat the freaking goldfish, you know? Yeah. And it's not going to destroy them. It's, they're not, their bodies aren't going to fall apart. And it's, if it's going to reduce some stress, that's really better. And stress is just, it's a killer, man. Yes, uh, literally. Literally yeah. a killer. So, oh my gosh. Absolutely. Good segue into the next topic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really excited for today's episode because I feel like, especially while everybody's been stuck at home with their partner, <laughs> we need it. <laughs> and I never met a Katie I didn't like. So, Katie. that's a very interesting point. Yes. So I'm glad to have Katie on today and we're going to be, welcome, welcome. So we're going to be talking about an interesting topic that I think that is on the minds of just about everybody, whether you're married and probably even if you aren't, or if you're planning to, or if you just left one. Um, So Katie, tell us a little bit about you and tell us why you're here. Yeah. Hi guys. First of all, (laughs) thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was telling Katie that I was like, I've been part of mom nation for so long, mom, you know, myself, I, so, uh, my husband and I have been married for, oh gosh, I should know this 11 years this week. <laughs> Happy anniversary. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, and then I have, um, this adorable little babes that my, my son, you can see Aww. him. Right How old is he? <laughs> He decided to do his hair himself on that. He did like a impromptu. Mom, I decided I wanted spiky on that on that lovely picture day. <laughs> You're like, I love it. He's gonna be six. <laughs> he's gonna be six here uh, in June. But yeah, his name is my son Camden. Um, I'm born and raised from Arizona. Whoop, whoop. Heyo. <laughs> Um, and get into those very often, as you might imagine. <laughs> I know. I know. What about, are you guys, are you guys, like, where are you guys from? New England. New England. Yeah. He was born in, born in Utah, but I grew up in New England. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. So that, have you guys known each other that whole time? No. No? No. You better start Mob Nation. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. We have an interesting past, Beth and I. We do. We we'll do talk about that on later. that one time. Yeah. <laughs> is, that new, is that a new episode? <laughs> that you is just, a, an episode in itself. <laughs> oh, it's definitely an episode, and a lot can be learned from that. We just came up with two new topics. We're doing good today. Yes, okay. we are. That will be a really good episode. <laughs> I have a, oh, and I have a, we have one, one on the way. So yes, I have a bun in the oven. We're due yes. August. So I was like, baby bump shot. This is on Amazon, by the way, y'all. This is freaking, this is awesome. And it's like so 20 bucks and super comfortable for summer. So I just, I felt the need to, for all the moms out there who are expecting, I have like one in every color right now. So, <laughs> so cute. Good so tip. Cute. But yes, I am a marriage empowerment coach. Um, and uh, my specialty is working with women who are, um, well, I mean, and, and I'll, re- I'll work with any, any woman who is really having a drive and goal and deep desire to make their marriage better to, um, I say I help women transform their marriages. And the reason why, and I was talking a little bit about Katie pre-episode of this is, um, it all, it all stemmed with, um, and how it came to be with, uh, my own marriage nearly falling apart and coming back from that and transforming it into something that I did not even think would be possible. So I absolutely love uh, working one-on-one with women to help them empower themselves in this process. And by rebuilding themselves and their identity and finding that peace and joy independently from their husband, um, I also give them very specific tactical tools for how they can start to actually transform those destructive patterns in communication and relationship with their husband. So, so uh, as you were saying that, you were, you were saying like these are women who they want to make their marriage something amazing. 
Yes. So one that's a, that's an important part. <laughs> that that is is key. One yes. of the problems that I think I've seen people run into is they're just not sure if they want to make it work. So mm -hmm. what do you say to people who they're at that point where they're just like, well, you know, maybe I could work on my marriage and, and make it work. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know if I want to make it work. Okay. Yeah. I, I can definitely understand that. Um, been there 100%. Mm -hmm. uh, so my husband and I, just to give you a little background, we were high school sweethearts. I have a, I have an ebook coming out. Actually, it should be done. It's only 12 pages. So if you hate reading, it's like a short story. That's my kind of book. Right? right there. <laughs> Either that or audible or I'm not, or yeah. So, I'm I'm yep. yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, but it's called, the title is we fought on our honeymoon. And the specific reason I titled that was because, um, while we had, um, we, we just, we had a very intense relationship um, I mean, we're both very, well, we're Pisces for, I'm, I, you know, very high, very low, right? Like, uh, Katie and I are talking about that. together. Pisces together. That's we're emotional. a day apart and we have to share birthdays. So we have a lot yeah. against <laughs> So, so long, long story short here, uh, uh with, or I'm going to say that a lot because I can get wordy. So ladies, just let me know <laughs> if I get a little too long. If you have like a music, like you can start playing me off the, okay. Um, Just fade but, your voice out. <laughs> so we, um, we got, we got to, we got to like our fifth year in our marriage. Um, and we, I felt like we were kind of to a stable point. Uh, so naturally we, we decided that would be a good time to have a kid. Um, and we did. Um, but, but as a, yep. as, as, uh, it turns out, turns out that there was so much, I mean, we, we had so much between us that we needed to work out before that happened. But, you know, the, uh, you know, having the kid transitioning into being a stay at home mom, um, he's a, he's a busy coach. He coaches volleyball. Um, and all those things combined, we really got to our breaking point. Uh, and so I know what you mean by when, like, I really was to that point, uh, like, okay, we, on our honeymoon, like, we fought on our freaking honeymoon, like, what, what am I fighting to get back to, right? Like, we, we had been to therapy a couple times, um, and uh, I, we've, I've threatened to leave uh, on and off throughout you know, the marriage. And it was just like, even, okay, so sure, we had some good times we, on our best, right? Um, had some good sex, right? Like, but what am I really, like, even if we can repair this, we can put a Band-Aid on it, what do we, what are we even fighting to get back to? Right. Right. So my real thing was, but what if we could transform it? So that's, that's actually like a really big piece of us to, like, when I work with women, it's not that I didn't want it to work, right? It's not like ultimately like at the heart of myself, I wanted to say like, I'm good with my marriage ending and split custody and everything else that was going into it. But when I really stepped back and looked at it, it was like, that was like the only motivating factor for me to even stay right now was like, I don't want to have to share custody. I don't want to have to split up my house, like all of those thoughts, right? All of those feelings. And it's like, but that's not why I want to stay right? Like that's not why anybody wants to stay in a marriage. Um, and so that was really something that I faced and it was just like, look, I feel like I had tried everything. I tried therapy. We've tried like, uh, I've tried changing my communication tactics and I mean, nothing is working and it, we were just at our end, which is why we ended up doing a, a trial separation, um, at that point in time. And it really just came down to was, what do I still believe? What do I still believe in? What do I still have control over? Right. And, um, a big enlightening part for me and what I hear a lot of women saying when they find themselves in this circumstance is, um, a lot of my effort to fix our marriage was as in, in an effort to get me, my needs met to see him change so my needs would be met. 
So if, if you're following me, it's very unintentional. Of course, we all want to, and we have the best of intentions, right? Because I thought I was doing the best thing for us. I have a human and family development background, right? Like we need to communicate constructively. We need to talk well, like this fighting needs to stop, all of those things, right? But it was really, if I, if I got advice from a counselor, if I got advice from a friend, I would try it. And then if he didn't give me that response right back, if he didn't immediately change and hop on the, it's go time for our marriage to be awesome train with me, it was like, well, what am I even doing this for? Right? Like, and it would immediately like be defeated. But through like, even just looking at my own journey as a wife, as a mom, I discovered that I was really looking to him, a lot of my own disappointment and a lot of my own discouragement came from me looking to him to fulfill my needs, to make me happy, right? And I was not happy. So why couldn't he just do these few things that I needed to make me happy and then we could all be great again, right? So that perspective is really, really toxic for a marriage, right? Because the truth of the matter is, is we're all imperfect, right? Like he's imperfect. I'm imperfect. We, we bring these ideas and beliefs about ourselves, about how marriage should be, about how love should be received, about how love should be given from, gosh, I mean, formulated from when we're a child and on up, right? And then we just reinforce them into our relationships. Even if they're completely dysfunctional, they're still our norm. And so, so a lot of times it's just a total blind spot. Like a, a lot of, a lot of women I, I work with and I talk to are just simply viewing their husband's perspective, telling themselves their own story, right? When in all reality, it's, it's, it's not true, right? He loves you. You love him. You guys are two imperfect people trying to do life together. Houses loss of loved ones. I mean, raising freaking kids. How hard is that? Right? Like <laughs> so hard. And I love what you said about, so you've been kind of trained each and every person kind of trained into this way of thinking, into these habits, into this way yes. of living as this is the norm. And who knows where your spouse came from or who raised yeah. him and what kind of norm he has. And so these two norms are kind of clashing when this one says, no, this is normal. This is what we need to do. No, this is normal. This is what we need to do. So how right. do you deal with that? Right. Exactly. That's a good question. So this is why when people are like, well, what you don't work with people together as a couple, right? Like, cause most, that's what most marriage people do. Right. And I was like, no, because this is, first of all, I mean, as a whole, the statistics show it, most men don't have any interest in going to therapy. And if they do, they're like, like my husband, he was there begrudgingly only because I threatened to leave him if he didn't go. So that was really helpful, by the way, ladies, it doesn't, it doesn't help. It doesn't work. No. <laughs> like he got a few good tidbits, but it didn't really, it didn't really make a big change. So um, I, this is, this is the part where we can take control, right? Like we only can control ourselves. And this is why it's like, I have some, some women be like, why do I always have to be the one that's changing? Like, what about him? Here's the thing. This is freedom because you can't control him. This right. is, this is the problem, right? Like, but here's the truth of the matter is, is we all suck in some ways. Mm -hmm. If you, if you don't know that, Speak then for yourself. I, I don't, <laughs> sorry. I'm just kidding. I'm just if that kidding. upset anybody. <laughs> I mean, the truth of the matter is we do, right? So I, if, if you're really diving into yourself on how you're bringing the dysfunction, right? Like for, for me, it was like, I thought like I'm doing all of these things. Like I'm, I, I go to church, I do this, I do that. I've never lied, blah, 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 right? Like I had this big list of how I'm the better spouse in my head because I was trying so hard to make this marriage so great, right? And then when I really sat down and I evaluated like, where, how, how even I was, I stopped excusing my dysfunction. So I'll give you an, I'll give you a real life example between us. His biggest complaint for me was how I spoke to him. This is an essential piece to all men, by the way. Like, I mean, most, if not all, too. yes, <laughs> is they, and, uh, if there, uh, a book, a very good resource for, for you moms out there is love and respect. Um, it is Christian based. So I don't know if you guys how you feel about that, but um, it is written by a psychologist, and he talks about how men as a whole would rather feel respected, 
even over being loved. And so his biggest complaint about me was just how I talked to him. I was like, well, duh. Like I would, I mean, like, and I justified that. I was like, of course I talk to you like this because you do this. Right. Right. And so if you would just stop doing that, like then of course I would respect you. Right. But if we flipped it and it was like, oh, well, I don't feel like you love me. Right. And in some cases that's how we feel. Right. Like we're not feeling loved. Right. Cause they're not showing it to us in a way that we feel like it is. If we flip that and they were like, well, if you would just respect me, then I would love you. We would be like, that's ridiculous. Like we're married. We're called to unconditionally love each other. Right. But that goes back to your question, Katie is how, who's right. Right. Well, we're, we're, we're both, we both have needs that, that need to be met within the relationship. Right. But having the grace and understanding that they're going to mess up and it doesn't mean that they don't love you. Having the grace and understanding for your spouse that seeing their perspective, not meaning and being tied to their direct love to you and for you is free, right? It's like, they might just have a bad day. Mm-hmm. But going back to where, where I'm coming from as far as, uh, well, see, I'm vamping now, so I'm getting a little off track. I'm sorry. <laughs> Where's we the talk? music? Cue the music. Yeah. Give, me, give me my music. <laughs> I, t- I warned you. I warned you. Um, go, I have all these books up in my head. So anyways, um, but that's, that's really what it comes down to is when, it, when we're talking about what we have control over as individuals is you can't control his ideas of what a good relationship or marriage should be. You can seek to understand them and that will help you. That will help you empathize with him when he's having a hard time, right? But what you really can do is seek to understand maybe some dysfunctional traits you're coming into the marriage with and owning those regardless, completely regardless of how he responds to your efforts to change that. That needs to be about you just being a good you. And that's the freedom in that because we have control over that. So if I'm, if my immediate habit is to lash out verbally at my husband and I justify it, or I can say, yeah, that just shouldn't be okay. Cause it's not, it's not a, it's not a, a good way to communicate period. And as a person, I don't want to tolerate that within myself. Right. That's a completely different mindset than like, Oh, my husband wants me to change how I want to talk to him. So I guess I'll just go to counseling and work on it. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, as you were talking about, you know, how we, we, uh, the, the, the ideas that we have about like what makes a good marriage, uh, or makes us feel loved and that sort of thing. I thought of uh, the love, the, you know, the five love languages. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I, I've actually been having a interesting relationship with those in the okay. past few months because I've been going to therapy myself and, awesome. uh, and in, therapy, what we've been working on and talking about is, uh, the idea that like in, in my marriage, I don't do, uh, or we both, we shouldn't do things to prove that we love each other. Right. We do things because we love each other. Right. So it's not like I'll go get you ice cream to prove that I love you. Yeah. No, I'm going to go get you ice cream because I love you. Yeah. And, and then just like that of uh of doing things because I love you it says to you like you're good enough already I don't have to prove to you that uh that I'm good enough for this relationship and you don't have to do anything to prove that you're good enough for the relationship we just are two people who are good enough for each other and we're going to show it because that's what we we believe in that's how we you know want to have our marriage be so anyway, yes. I just felt like, uh, just as, as we're talking about that, that was just like a huge, huge thing for me. Uh, yeah. I felt like people should know. So. Oh yeah. Um, so, oh, you, did you have something? No, I was going to well, say that's, that's great advice. Yeah. yeah. Katie, Both the Katie's are talking Lambert. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you need nicknames, Katie, like K-Dub, yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Um, no. And when you were, were talking, Katie, I too had a couple of ideas pop up for me and I was simply thinking, you know, why do we as people tie our happiness to another individual and their actions? Like, okay, like let's, let's face it. There are boundaries. So yeah, obviously yeah. If somebody's abusive to you. Like that's a different yes. thing. That's not what I'm talking about. 
Yes. But why do we tie our happiness to an a- actions of individuals, words of individuals? Like, why do we do that? Well, I mean, it, you think about what made up the dating relationship and what started your marriage, right? Like, I, you, you were already independently happy. The ideal situation, you kind of, you really were, you knew how to do life without that person. Right. And so you had your friends and you had your hobbies and you had all these great things and then they come in and it's just kind of sparked, right? Cause they also same thing. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of it. It's just like, it's when you, when you throw, I mean, just talk about love in general, right? Like you just feel like it's a high, right? Mm-hmm. And so when we get into marriage and it's literally, again, I'm going to use the analogy of doing a lifetime together. Like we have in our heads that something has changed, right? Like, well, yeah, because now it's like, and what you start seeing is like, the codependence, right? That's when you see a lot of people who are very unhappy in their marriages, kind of going into what you're talking about, that emotional boundary. I was very emotionally tight. I'm like, okay, so in my head, I'm like, I'm strong. I'm an independent woman. Yeah, right? Like, I'm not emotionally connected to my husband. But every time he would be upset about something, I would meet him where he was at emotionally. Because it was like, well, why are you, why are you acting like this? Right? Like, so yeah, going into why we put ourselves on, like expect that from them. I didn't know I was right. I think that's the thing, Katie. Like, I don't think a lot of women realize they are expecting that. Right. For me personally, from a spiritual point, right. Um, I had, I had been looking to him to fulfill a need that really for me, only God could right? Mm -hmm. Like, and I think that that's the thing is like, I didn't even know it. I didn't realize that like until I I came face to face with it and was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like if he's unhappy, I'm unhappy. Like that's so, and it was so hard for me to admit because I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't do that. Like, (laughs) but it happens so gradually that we, it's hard to recognize, I think more than anything. Right. And we want, we want our relationships, that person we're tied to for the rest of our life. We want that fire and that flame. And we, we want to remember what it felt like when we were dating, you know, and it, we don't want to just sit on the couch and, you know, fall asleep to Netflix every night. No judgment. Cause sometimes we do that, but I'm just saying, you know, like, you know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I think it's just, it's a gradual and unintentional process that sometimes we're just totally unaware that we're even doing, right? So it sounds like, and this is probably way easier for me to say than for anyone and everyone to do, but it sounds like in a perfect world, like ideally, you know, you're sitting across uh, across the table. Hey, you want to get married? Yeah, sure. Me too. Okay. You want to have kids? Cool. Yeah, me too. Here are my expectations of what a husband looks like. Yeah. Get it on the table. This is what I, but, but how do you know growing up in your norms? Like, how do you know that that is an expectation that you should put out on the table? You know what I mean? Like, this is hard. Especially if you like grew up in a home where your parents didn't have a healthy marriage. Like you, you don't even know that you don't even know the things until you're like in that marriage and you're like, no, this is not something that I want to, I want to have anymore. Um, yes. You don't even know what's possible for, for your situation. So, yes. And go, going off that model too is even the best of parents send like when we're talking about just like how our belief system is formulated from like in a point of an attachment style, right? Like even the best of parents or the best of relationships show you dysfunction, right? In some way. And, and we perceive dysfunction, so it's also our perception as children and we take those onward and outward so to your point katie to to have those expectation talks like you'll see a lot of premarital counseling do that right they ask you questions you wouldn't think of you force you to have those conversations right so um my husband and i even did that right and we talked about what expectations you have but like you said you don't really know until you're in it right like you i didn't know that my husband was gonna wig out every time there was a dirty dish in the sink like like Mm -hmm. he didn't list that in premarital counseling right why didn't he (laughs) exactly (laughs) he didn't think he'd have to say anything or it would bug him right but that is where your that is really important because the deeper 
of understanding you have about yourself, the better you will be as a person in a marriage and outside of a marriage. And this is really important for even those who are divorced and remarrying, right? Because the truth of the matter is, is you're taking away one entity and then you're going to go into another marriage. Okay. But did you do the work on yourself as well? Because that comes, that comes, that's wholeheartedly, whether you're in the marriage or not, like the truth and the, the real basis of all of this is you need to find out that dysfunction that you are bringing perpetually into all relationships, right? And for your own self, for your own peace, work on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, really go interesting. Go ahead, Beth. I was just yeah, going to say that that's really interesting. I was just going to say that, like, you know, the, there's this idea that if you're playing out a pattern in one area of your life, you're playing out that pattern in every area of your life. And, and yeah. it's interesting just because, like, for me, I realized that, like, in my marriage, I didn't have boundaries. Like, we, we never fought. It is because I just don't fight. Like, if okay. someone wants something, okay, just, you're fine. Let's just do that, right? Uh, so not, not, having, um, not having that pattern in my marriage was also showing up in everywhere else in my life. And so I think that that's like one of the really important things is people are doing this. And I don't know if you can tell us about how you've seen this show up in your work, but the problems that are showing up in your marriage aren't showing up there because, you know, it's just your marriage. It's your pattern everywhere in your life. Yes. So what, I mean, what, what can people do to, to bring awareness to themselves? Because like, I just didn't even realize I was playing out this pattern in a marriage. I was just like, we never fight. It's awesome. We just never fight. Um, but not realizing that. So how can people like put that mirror on their marriage or on themselves and see what they are causing? So this is um, a really good resource that I refer to everyone um, that my very good friend who is a therapist uh, recommended to me is called How We Love. Um, and it's very, it's a lot deeper than the love languages. So it's kind of like similar concepts and stuff with attachment styles, but it's very deep and it's very focused on you identifying that dysfunction that you're bringing to your marriage. So um, be ready to be challenged. Um, the, you can Google it, how, how We Love quiz. And it's like a 10 minute process. It's nothing too crazy. Um, and this is, this is one of the assignments I will give my women, my wives, whatever you want to call them, <laughs> the, the ladies that I work with, because this is a, this is a great step in the right direction of identifying some blind spots that you might have that are not serving you in all areas, right? And how you relate to people and how you communicate. Now, the real cool part about this too is that, um, and this was developed by two therapists who wrote the book. The real cool part about this whole process is that um, if you can get your spouse to take it, they have what's called core patterns. And you can take like, for instance, I'm a, I'm a vacillator which means I, I go between pleaser and control. I'm actually a pleaser controller combination, which is weird. Um, <laughs> and he is, and my husband is an avoider, uh, avoider pleaser. So those two, those two kind of things, basically I pursue him. I need to have it all out on the table. Let's do this. Let's hash this out. And he's like, no, nah, I need to run the uh, away. Right. So we have totally two different communication styles. And, um, Anyways, so the test brings to light, like, like you were talking about, how do you find those blind spots, right? Because for me, it was like, I, I feel like I do a lot of work on myself. All I can think about is like, I'm just a psychology geek. And I love like, you know, and analyzing people and my friends will all tell you that. So, um, <laughs> but but something's not, something wasn't right, right? Like my husband's not perceiving me the right way. We're obviously, we're breaking apart, right? And um, I noticed some strain in a lot of different relationships that I had, but I couldn't put my finger on it, right? So taking that, taking that test, becoming a little bit more aware of like, oh, I didn't even know that. Cause I said, I was like, oh, I'm part controller. And my husband was like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Thanks. Like, awesome. Right. Like, but it's true because I had no idea. I just, I never looked at what I was doing as controlling. 
right? And the more I understood where that was coming from was like an area of my past where I felt the need to control my circumstances to feel safe. That brought it into how I operate on a regular basis and put strain on my relationships, right? But I didn't know that until I was brought, that was brought to my attention that that was even a factor. So first step, very, very long answer to your question is I would say, take that, take that quiz and identify maybe those traits that are within you and, and dive deep. That's the next step of my process, right? Is because that's when, then they go, well, now what do I do about it? Right? So now that's where my coaching comes into play, where I work with them to then work step-by-step, day-by-day in the process of truly reformulating those trains of thoughts, right? That's not really how he feels in this instance, is it? No. Okay. So where is that coming from? Okay. So let's reframe that, that, that mind work that you have right now towards your husband and how else can we, how else can you go forward and approach him differently that might get you a different result, right? So, so get, getting, getting a clear understanding of you and yourself, and this is key to all of it. So that's interesting. And it just tells me that, you know, a lot of people maybe think, and maybe they don't, maybe I'm just totally don't know what I'm talking about, but when they get into marriages, they're like, Oh, I'm good at this. Like I can do this. Like this should be no problem. And then maybe beat themselves up because things are not necessarily working out, but it sounds like there's all these things that people may not even know about themselves. Like these things that still need to be discovered in order for two people to come together. So it's probably, and I know it's not common, but it would probably be a good thing that everybody goes through some sort of premarital kind of counseling or even newlywed type counseling. And it's not, doesn't mean that you're crazy or that, you know, there's anything wrong, but just that way you don't have all these, because then you start having like, um, uh, you start holding grudges and things build year over year and right. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. Why not get all that stuff out on the table right away? Like ideally in a perfect world. Right. And then you're not building upon all of these issues that you already had. I don't know. It's easier said than done, I guess. No, I, I think that's, I think that's good. Right. I mean, premarital counseling, I, I honestly can't, it's so funny because there's still a stigma out there between getting a coach or getting therapy, right? A lot, a lot of people. And it's like, once you actually um, go through therapy, you realize the strength it takes to actually go and seek and get help from a third party. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, it's so funny because it's like, if you think about it, Katie, like how else do we come to the conclusion of our own blind spots if we don't have these kind of conversations, right? Yeah. There are, there are norm. So why would we even think they are, that is, that is what a blind spot is, right? Like it's, it's just like, I'll use a weird analogy, but I always use this to just kind of depict how powerful our mindset is is um, and how it how important it is to be so intentional about what we put in our brains is because like if you you know how they train elephants not to escape in the circus any chance no I'm gonna tell it anyways but <laughs> okay so it's a it's a condition it's a mental conditioning process they start when they're babies and they cha- they chain them up to a stake in the ground and when they're babies they physically can't get away from that right so okay Stephanie's like she remembers so when they can't get away from that and when they're this huge well, when they're babies they'll try to right they'll actually struggle with it and they'll eventually learn when I'm chained up I can't escape right mm-hmm. when they're this huge animal they're, they can be completely controlled by a flimsy rope and a stick in the ground because all it is is that representation of it means stay put. And mm-hmm. these unstoppable animals don't try anymore because they've learned. That's their norm. No one's telling them that they're huge and they can just walk away at any time. I know this is, like I said, it's kind of a weird analogy, but our brains aren't any different. It, they work the same way. So if you don't have that outside guide and perspective, right, this is also playing into a point of how important your friends are. So if you have a friend that does not support your marriage or just don't talk to them about your marriage. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> but if you don't have that outside guide and perspective to say, hey, by the way, you know, like this is not something that 
like is good for you. Like this is, this is, this is not something that's serving you, right? You, that's just your norm. You don't even think to double take that double take. So that to me is where in my own journey of personal development, why I have valued therapy and coaching so tremendously that I literally, I can't imagine my life without it at this point, right? Like, it's just, it means I get to, oh, cool, a blind spot. Awesome. That means I get to work on it, right? Like I have control over it. Right. And, and that's, that's exciting to me now. I feel the same way. So what happens when you're going through this discovery, you're uncovering the blind spots, um, you're figuring out each other's norm. What happens when one of the spouses, somehow you find out there's a, a true mental health issue? Like we all have our stuff. But what about if there's a true diagnosable situation there? Have you dealt with any moms that, or any wives that have gone through that? Yeah, I mean, and if I even pick it up with, that's why I, I, it's so important that I do a consultation call before I start working with anybody, because I have talked to um, a few women who it's obvious that right now what they need is healing from past trauma. And that's mm -hmm. not something that, uh, like I can work with them during or after, but I won't on good conscious work and say, I can help you through this, right? Without you curing the root, right? So if you have that past trauma, um, like I personally went through what's called an EMDR therapy process. And um, is it you too? <laughs> She's shaking her head. Okay. <laughs> so, um, and that was absolutely, it's, it's specifically to target trauma and a desensitization process to it. And that was absolute freedom for me. Um, but then when it came to the coaching element, I was able to get that tactical, like step-by-step -step front moving forward advice that I really love and that I really love to empower women to do, right? And move forward in a very positive way in my marriage with very specific ways I can change my habits. Um, but also just in life in general, right? Because like, that's, that's really who I'm working with is the women themselves. Like, what do you what do you have in your life that you're no longer just doing because it makes you happy? There's so many times like how many moms I've worked with and how many women I've worked with and they're just like, gosh, there's always just something to be done. I just don't have time to fit in my yoga class or, right. you know, like I feel guilty because, you know, and it's just like, no, like, because if mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> you're not a good person for anybody, especially your marriage, right? If you yourself are not independently happy. So that's a big, big part of the process. But yes, if, if there is an actual mental health diagnosis, then they need to be working with a, a, a licensed ther therapist, psychiatrist, either in conjunction with my coaching or prior. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's one of the things that I've experienced. So I'm also in the coaching industry and oh, uh, nice. yeah. And so in the coaching industry, we see a whole lot of, uh, that there are coaches out there that will say like, I'll help you fix blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm always like, Oh dear heavens. No, 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 no. You don't fix that. Like yeah. they need to go to a therapist to deal with that issue in their past so that the coaching can help them to move forward. Um, and so, so that, that is a big thing. Um, so what is it that you find is the number one issue or the number one thing that, that couples are having problems around that, that they have to deal with and they come to you for that? Oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> number, the number, the number one. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't, there's, there's if you can't pick a number one, there's definitely like not one, but it's, like it's, it's all, it's all manifesting from time, money, sex, right? Like, mm -hmm. and it's, it's all really a foundation of just overall what's making you happy in your marriage, right? Like where your expectations are for where your marriage will be, right? So take sex, for example, because that's fun. That's a great topic. Um, we have our own, we have our own ideas of what sex should be like in a marriage too, right? Maybe mm -hmm. your sex drives don't match up and that's a complaint. That's an issue, right? Okay. How do you guys communicate about that? How do you guys sit down and work out a plan as a team 
because you guys are unsatisfied in that area, right? Because the truth of the matter is, is if we both need to work together to meet each other's needs and one need is not being met, you need to sit down and you need to talk about it. Now, if you're not, that's what we need to talk about. Why not, right? Like, why is that not being properly addressed, assessed, and dealt with as something very serious between you two? How a man and a woman share their intimacy in their marriage is so important, right? And a, a common lie out there is like, it's not that big of a deal. It's a very big deal, right? But if that's just because you may be, you may be just fine and dandy with your, with the way your, your 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 sex life is in your marriage, but he may not, right? Or vice versa. Either way, it comes down to whether it's sex, it's money, it's uh, you know raising kids. It all comes down to how you guys are able to sit down as a couple and communicate about it and team up on it, right? And then move forward in a positive, united front. So. I like that topic. So what kind of example, or maybe your best example of, you know, obviously you're not going to share names or anything, but your best example of a client that you had that worked through that very situation. So, you know, spouse A isn't getting it enough from spouse B and therefore (laughs) spouse A is not feeling loved and all of that. So how does this conversation happen? And what if spouse B is just not that into it? It's just not their thing. And spouse is like really into it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, again, yeah. The norms there. Yeah. Well, use, I mean, honestly, on a, on a large majority, what I see is the men want more of it. The women can kind of take it or leave it. That's just, that's not always the case. Right. Um, but that's kind of the majority. And the, the fact of the matter is, is that is something that's very, that's very ne- necessary. Not to say that it's not for women, but I, again, ladies, I'm generalizing here, okay, from psych data <laughs> and studies. That is, a, that is like a necessity for, for men. And for women on almost a whole, it's kind of like, eh, you know. But what I find is that the truth of the matter is, is like we're just, we're, very, we're wired very differently. So we need to just be respectful of that, right? We're not, one's not right, one's not wrong. We're just wired differently, right? Like for, like me personally, I, I feel like I need to be mentally good. Like if I have stress right. up in this mess, like I am, you, you can't turn me on. <laughs> I think you can right. do, turn me on. I, my husband, I can bend over and it's like, <laughs> and I'm th- <laughs> thankful for that. Thankful for that. Right. But like, this is the point. It's just like you, like, um, Mostly it comes down to women needing to sit down and really evaluate why they are not either desiring it or what they need on their end to maybe get turned on, right? Like, why don't you, and I don't think like sometimes, like you said, it's kind of like some people are just like, ah, you know, it's not a big deal. But when you really think of it as like a, a legitimate need for your partner, right? I I would encourage all women to sit down and really think like, if that's not really your drive, if that's not something that's meshing well, like, where is that really coming from? Right? Are you, are you not being satisfied during the process? Is it getting you to that process? Right? Like, where's your mindset at? And then openly, kindly, not during, never during kindly before or on another time, like a nice walk together, share this sensitively with your, with your spouse, right? Like, cause they're usually thrilled to know how they can turn you on, right? Like just give, give me an instruction manual, right? But so if there's something in that process that's holding you back, take personal responsibility on it. Is it stress? What can you do to relieve your own stress? right? Mm -hmm. Is it, is it because like you want him to do a certain thing or say, or make you feel loved in some certain way you feel like you're missing out? That's something that should be brought to his attention, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of like, if you, you know, well, I feel this way. And if, if you did maybe this, this would help me. And then it just deepens your level of understanding and intimacy. And that's really the foundation for sex, right? Mm -hmm. So if Beth, if you were to, and I'm, I'm not, I don't have all the credentials that Katie, other Katie has, but if you were to ask me that question, just having observed a bunch of moms that are, a lot of them are married over a long period of time with mom nation, I would say the top three things are sex already talked about it, uh, Mm -hmm. money and in-laws. 
Oh, so, yeah. like, talk to me about the in-law thing. Those are and good. How, like, yeah. So, so that's a difficult thing, right? Because yeah. these are totally different people who came from God knows where, who believe God knows what, and now you're raising their grandchild and you're with their baby. And mm. like, yeah, talk to me about that. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's really, that's really where it comes in is, is setting really good boundaries with each other. Right. And the, like, when you talk about in-laws, um, the truth is Katie, like, and I mean, we really just have to be, and, and Beth, sorry, I don't mean to leave you out of this. Sorry. <laughs> I know you're here too. Um, that Mike, my, my perspective on that is literally if you and your husband always come first, right? Like if you, and this is, this is the, this is the ideal scenario is that when you leave them to be one as a married couple, that is above all else, the most important thing right? There's a whole lot of layers of complications amongst that. I get that. But if above all else, you guys can remain united, that's the most important thing in handling in-laws mm -hmm. and being respectful of how you speak about the other's parents in their presence. That's like the two biggest things that I will say that are like, your deal breakers, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's there, there when, when you're seeing that cross of, well, my mom really says I should do this or feels, or my dad should, you know, feel I should do this. Um, but my husband doesn't, it's like, uh, okay, well, I'm sorry. You need to check with your husband on that. Like, because you're married to him now, mm -hmm. like that's, that's who you have joined and agree to do life with. So Basically, yes, drawing those boundaries, being very clear about it and being in an agreement with each other on that, right? Like you, you come first, you come first, we're a team on this, right? you know, and then being sensitive, like when you feel like something is happening, for instance, like I'll just, I'll use, I'll use my own personal example. Like I love my in-laws. We all on great. When we had our kid, that was really challenging. It was like how, like, because it's, it's unintentional, right? Like they think they know how to raise a kid better than you because they've done it before, yes. right? Yep. And I, you see that a lot. And you as a mom is like, um, I'm the mom. Like I'm, that was how I felt anyways. Like uh, this is my, my mama bear comes out and I'm like, <laughs> like don't, tell, don't tell me how to raise my kid. Right. Yeah. So, so first was, okay, I noticed that when this happens, that this happens, right? And, you know, talking to my husband, like, how do you feel like would be a good way for us to approach this in the future? So this doesn't become a negative correspondence between us. <laughs> shit don't go down, right? Like right. we want to keep things, <laughs> we want to keep things positive. So would you like to say something or should we bring this up to them on a whole, on a different level? Again, coming to the spouse first and handling it appropriately that way is the best, best case scenario, right? Okay. But bringing it to them respectfully for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, one of the interesting things in that in-law conversation is, um, I am a child of divorce, and so one of the things that I know as a child of divorce is that uh, you're encouraged not to talk to your kid about how bad your ex-partner is or their parent is, because that's half of who they are. And so as a spouse, you're constantly coming to your, your husband and you're saying, hey, uh, your mom sucks, your dad's a jerk, right? Like you're, you're literally just communicating like, Everything that where you come from, these these people that make up who you personally are, yeah, terrible humans like that yeah. actually subconsciously communicates to your partner. I think you're a shit human, right? Like that. That's that's what you're saying to them on an unconscious yeah. level. And so, yes. how can you you know have these conversations where you you can come and you can say, hey. Uh, it really hurts me how your mom says yeah. blah, 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 without it being a, the person that created you. Sucks. Well, 
Yeah, that's, I think that's a good, that's a good hard non-negotiable. Like your, if your spouse wants to say something negative about their parents, they can do it all day long, right? But no matter how you feel in that moment, that is not your permission to jump on that train and join in because it's never going to be received well from your spouse. It's just not, it's just unnecessary ne negativity, right? Like, and vice, vice versa, right? Like, it's just, it's a boundary. Like, you just don't. Um, but coming and bringing legitimate things that bother you, right, about a situation or a scenario or a, a situation where you feel disrespected on to your spouse and saying like, hey, I wanted to get your take on this situation because this was how I perceived it and this was how I felt. We always want to start with the I feeling word, right? Like, and what, what is your take on the scenario? Because to tell you the truth, like I felt really violated in my boundaries. I felt like, you know, again, mother-in-law, I felt like she was really being critical on how I chose to handle taking, you know, my son to the doctor or whatever the scenario is, you're starting to come to your spouse in a respectful way just simply stating, this is how it made me feel, what's your take on it, and what do you feel like would be the best resolution for this? And sometimes just having that conversation can kind of put your mind at ease too, right? Mm -hmm. Like, if, especially if your spouse can say, yeah, I noticed that too, and well, I'll talk to, talk to them about it, or, you know, actually, I noticed that, and this is, and, and maybe bring another perspective to you, too, because I've had my husband do that as well, and he's like, no, that's not, like, where that, that was happening. I noticed this about this scenario, too, and you might need to rethink that. I mean, it's a different perspective. Right, so right. Most, most importantly, coming to your spouse about respectfully from how you're feeling from that standpoint, and asking them, like, proposing it as a question, too. And helps. then they you know, hopefully know their parents better than you or best, I should say. <laughs> yeah. So they should know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Exactly. So money. Yeah. Let's money. get it out there. Let's get it out money. on the table. Everybody's thinking about it. So how often, I mean, I know there's a whole variety of things and there's probably a whole variety of reasons, but how often do you get a couple or not a couple, but a wife come through your door and it's a money problem? Yeah, it's, it's, money is money is a tough one because again it's all coming down to you guys and how you agree upon doing things right and really with money it's it's just it has to work for you like it has to work for you guys I've talked to several people who have separate funds I've talked to several several couples that do it all in one I have I mean there's so many different ways you can go about doing it right like I've uh, and it depends on how the income is split up right is he the sole income provider is she the sole income provider I mean there's so many facets to money <laughs> That I think that that's why so many people will focus on that as a, such a huge issue, right? But then again, if you really do break it all down, it just it does all come back to you guys working together on a united front and team solution. So when I hear people struggling with money or finances, it just comes down to the fact that more often than not, they're not sitting down together and truly analyzing their ideals about how the money scenario should be handled and managed. And then if they are doing that and they just simply disagree, that's where that third party, whether it be a financial advisor, a pastor, a respected friend can sit down and navigate that situation for you guys. More than anything, it's usually because there's a lack of communication of, of, where, of how the money should be handled in the first place, but yeah. So I, uh, I've done a lot of workshops on money mindset, and I've taught courses and that sort of thing on it. One of the interesting things with money is that money, it is, uh, it's a mirror. It reflects what's yeah. going on in all the areas of our lives. Uh, yes. But when it comes to money mindset in particular, um, if we actually go and look at like the transactions or the things that you are fighting about when it comes to money, that's actually going to, going to show what the fight's actually about. It's never somebody's objection to buying. It's never about the money. Somebody's, uh, you know, uh, problems or, or fights in their marriage. It's never, even if it's about money, it's never actually about the money. It's, it's about the fact I feel so unsupported because you give me crap when I buy blah, blah, blah. Or, oh yeah. 
right? Like, and it's so, it's those core issues that are hidden yep. behind the transactions that, that I think it's really, really interesting. And so when you think about those, um, those core issues that are hidden behind the many issues that people come to you with, what would you say that those actual issues are that they're fighting about, that they're saying they're fighting about money, but it's not actually money? Well, that's, that's the part of, of your own individual work, right? Because if you're, and that's diving into, okay, well, how do you think your finances should be handled? What's your number one complaint you get from your spouse about how you handle money? So what does he complain about you? And what's your biggest complaint about him? And when you really sit back and you can identify why your, what, where your complaint is coming from, because a lot of times, like you said, it's just we're viewing this as a money problem, but really it was like, well, he just spent like two grand on his truck and told me that we didn't have money to go out to dinner. That has nothing to do with money. Yes. You, you feel, you feel, yes. un, you, you don't feel valued. You don't right. feel loved. And you feel like you just got second seat to his truck there. Okay. So don't make the argument about money because that's not what that is. Right. But that's why the, that is why those, first of all, going back to expectations and self-awareness, right. Is when I have these conversations with these ladies and I say, what did that mean to you? And they have to actually sit there and go, oh, it just really made me feel like I wasn't important. Okay, so that's the real issue. So then you can go back to your husband and you can say, okay, I, I feel, even though this was your money, this was our finance, whatever the case is, I don't care, take money completely off the table. When I asked you earlier if we could go out and then you, on the contrary, spent this, it just really made me feel like I wasn't worth as much to you as your truck, right? That's a completely different conversation, right? So yeah, that's, it, it all, it all stems from, let's just, you, you first have to and can only really truly understand where your feelings are coming from. That's called like the litmus test, right? You sit back and you go, okay, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, where is this coming from? <laughs> like check in with yourself and be honest with it, right? Like we're not robots. We're not supposed to be just happy-go-lucky all the time. But it is right. really important for us and what a lot of people don't practice um, is to sit back and check in. Like, okay, I'm feeling really anxious right now. Where is this coming from? Right. Like, and take note of it, right? And then be like, okay, I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling that way because he just showed me that I, I was, I'm not as important to him as his truck, right? Uh, and, and so that's just a really good example of, yeah, those core issues permeate every area, like, of your lives. And your marriage is just the, I mean, the good, bad, and the ugly, because they see all of it. And they're, they're the mirror for you because you're there with them all the time, especially in quarantine. <laughs> all the time, literally. Uh, so, well, this has been a lot of really good information and, and things to think about. Uh, so if people want to learn more from you, get involved or, or get connected to you, where can they do that, Katie? So I have a uh, free community called Marriage Empowered. So I would love for them to join my group there. That's specifically for wives. Um, and um, it's, it, it is, I actually built that community to start because I wanted to create a space for women who value their marriages and want successful ones and also want to learn from each other. So we have a very strict, don't come there to just bitch about your husband rule. There's lots mm -hmm. of spaces to do that on Facebook. Um, not that you can't come and be open. We want that. No, no. I mean, all topics are welcome, but it's, it's with constructive, right? Like let's help build each other up and give each other advice. So I've been through that because we can all learn from each other. Right. So that's marriage empowered. That's my, that's my community for you, for you ladies. Um, and then um, you can book a, uh, as a, if you're part of the Mom Nation Network, and you mentioned that you saw me on this interview, um, you get a one hour uh, free consultation call with me. And you awesome. can book that on my uh, Katie May Marriage Empowerment Coach business page. Thank awesome. you. That's amazing. Thank you very much for that. Yeah. 
So, so that's how you find me. Well, we appreciate having you. And Beth, what do we want our audience to do? Well, we want you guys to go to your platform that you listen to your podcast on. We want you to uh, rate, review, subscribe, and download these episodes. Uh, if you do not download them, they don't count, which is really stupid, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, but if you are going to rate us, please only leave five stars. If you don't love us enough yet to leave five stars, wait until you do listen to a couple more episodes because you will. Uh, and leave a review and like the most fun, saucy, entertaining reviews are the ones that get people to really, really listen. We have a really big mission with Mom Nation to be able to help, uh, to help moms who they need a hand up to be able to uh, transition out of a relationship or past if, if they had a partner who passed away or something like that. If you do end up needing to move to that single mom stage of life, we're working on building mom units. Uh, oh, cool. We're, yeah, so we're, we're building mom nations to be able to build uh, homes for moms uh, who really, really need a place to, as, as they transition. They, awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, and so if uh, you want to be able to help us as we work towards that, just message myself, message Katie. We'll let you know how to get more involved with Mom Nation. So we have lots and lots of ways to do that. So, uh, but the most important thing right now is just going rate, review, subscribing, and downloading these episodes on the platform of your cheese, your choice, not your cheese. I mean, like, <laughs> or your cheese. <laughs> oh, yeah, cheese. Um, but iTunes is the best place to do that. So, Hey Beth, real quick, one second to our listeners. I do want to just put a quick caveat to everything we talked about today for you women out there who are feeling at all unsafe in your marriages. That is not what we're talking about. So if you are in an unsafe situation, if you are at all being, you know, physically, verbally, emotionally abused, right. And you need to get somewhere safe, please do that. Um, and then seek professional counseling in that process. So just thought I would throw that caveat out there. Sorry. That's great. Continue. Caveat. Okay. That's great. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Thank you. All right, ladies. All right. Okay. Thanks, Katie. Thanks so Bye. much for having me on. It was awesome, Katie. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Moms with aspiration, moms are inspirations, moms in circulation, moms at their workstations, bump, 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 they make a nation, bump, this is a mom nation.